You are looking live at the fifth year podcast with Parker Biggs, Zach Ruley, and Clint Maxey. Ladies and gentlemen, can you believe it? These guys are the best with this podcast. Don't even think of making a wager on this upcoming season without checking in with Parker, Zach, and Clint. Take it away, guys. Welcome back to the Fifth Year Podcast. As always, Clint, Maxi, Zach, Ruley, and Parker Biggs here. Uh, fun, fun episode ahead. Uh, coming off an exciting week two of college football. Um, guys, uh, where do we want to? Where do we want to hop in? I think Alabama, Texas, probably. Yeah, that was yeah. a really good game. For I mean, I guess the whole thing was good, but once Quinn went down, it was kind of like uh don't know how this one's gonna shake out yeah no it was a uh it was as good as as i mean i didn't see it coming at all to be honest quinn ewers i think is really freaking good though uh that's scary once he comes back uh what he looked like uh totally different team without hudson card but still it wasn't just the offense that was impressive i thought texas's defensive front looked really physical looked really good outside that one like 80 yard uh run by jason mccullen Bama could not run the ball at all. Um, I came no. away super impressed with Texas. I mean, we'll see. Um, but uh, Quinn Ewers, I think, is the real deal. Which I I guess Saban said that's that was a cause of concern last year was their inability to run the ball. So maybe – I don't know if it's Alabama, the line's just not what it used to be, or Texas was really that good on their front seven. I think it's a little bit of both probably, right? Yeah. I think we'll find you- out a lot about Texas – uh, this week against UTSA, especially, yeah, you know, full that's a game tough bounce them. back. That's not just a joke of a bounce back game. Yeah. No, UTSA is a good football team. So I think we'll find out a lot about Texas, uh, you know, if they cover that game. Is Ewers projected to come back by the Red River game? I think that's the, the earliest he can be back. Is, so he's going to have to be pretty juiced up on pain medication or feeling pretty good to, to come back yeah. for that one. That would be a hell of a uh, – Hell of a, be game her- to come back a heroic uh, effort from him if he can come back for that one. I wouldn't mind seeing him miss the homecoming game in Stillwater. Hudson Card does not. Um, he doesn't scare me at all. Well, I think I hate to just be like, oh, Texas wins that game. But offensively, they're definitely able to be a lot more creative because Ewers, they were letting him rip early in the game to Worthy mainly, it seemed like. But they they were letting him sling that thing down the field. And Hudson Card, if- they just didn't have the, the confidence, I don't think, to let him take deep shot after deep shot. If yours is as good as as he, I think he can be. That combination of him, uh, Bijan and and Worthy, that's a uh, scary what was number trio. what was number zero's name? He's kind of like a tight end receiver. He was a five star um, on offense, not Overshawn. I love Overshawn on defense, but I can't remember the young man's name. I think he's a sophomore for Texas. You know what I'm talking about? I know he's number zero. I don't know. What, I forget what his name is though. He's but you can like tell that he's just like one of those guys. You get the ball to him and like everybody get out of the way. Sort of yeah. deal. But he plays like he could play. I think he can play all three spots or so. Like running back. Sanders. Yeah, he's 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 good. They need to get him the ball more. But Worthy's really good too. He had a bad drop though early in the game. Not bad, but it's like probably gotta have that one. After after seeing this performance from Alabama and seeing, you know, the, the Ohio State performance against Notre Dame earlier in the year, Georgia's the only like team right now That's that I like, think is a – I think they're kind of a level above everyone. I mean, it's September 14th today, so uh, a lot can happen between now and the end of the season. But um, Georgia, I think, clear clear number one at this point. So, so far, does it feel like we've had a little more parity than maybe we thought? Yeah. Yeah, which is I've never got a take bad. On it. That's I th- good. I think, I think the transfer portal plays a huge role in that, especially early in the season. Yeah. There's no ch- – like, when you have 30% of your roster over – like, turning over in one offseason – like it's impossible for these guys to, you know, mesh that quickly. Agreed. Um, I think you're seeing it in some of these, some of these teams. You know that usually um, are rolling to early in the season. We're not seeing as much of it right now. So. Yeah, agree. Um, any other thoughts on that game? Uh, have you, I don't. Know, I just asked you guys that, but I have a thought. Uh, Jermaine Burton, where the hell is he? Like he's do, done nothing for Bama so far. Yeah, that was a good one. Was I was thinking during the game, was McClellan committed to OU at one point or just strongly considering OU? He was 
I think committed. Uh, yeah, he was a Lincoln. He was either Riley committed or like expected. Like he was. Oh, he was the favorite the whole time. Right. And that happened with him and Kamal Wheaton back to back years. I, I I remember his name was so closely tied to OU. I'm like, I don't remember if he actually committed and um, switched or, or not. But he he's a pretty good football player. Yeah. He's, also, uh, Bryce Young Bryce Young makes throws that. Like I don't care how small he is, he's he'd be the first quarterback I take in the draft. That play yeah. when they were going down to kick the field goal when he's that so fucking good. blitz. <laughs> yeah. It's automatic. Screwed. As soon as yeah. they got the ball back, I'm like, they're gonna win. Like yeah. you're telling me this guy doesn't get a field goal out of this. I was more worried about the kicker making it than Bryce getting them in field goal range. Yeah, no, the get the sec when when Bama got the ball back with over a minute, like it that was, was easy. What do you do in the iron bowl? He went 99 in like 45 seconds or something like a minute. Yeah. Like come on. yeah, he He's insane. Like very, very he, good. Texas is, is screwed without him in that game. Like, I mean, sorry, Bama was screwed without him. Like, Texas was was the better team on on Saturday. Yeah. I thought. Yeah, agreed. Man, if it weren't for that shank by the Texas kicker, that was one of the worst kicks I've ever seen. It was insane. Comically bad. Like, I think I could have stepped up there and done. Yeah, better. I was gonna say, I maybe could have made that kick. <laughs> was it ten <laughs> yards of roughly? 13 yards for next point. Yeah, so it was probably like a 23, 24. Well, I don't even think it was 10 yards. I think they were like inside the six or seven yard line. I think it was like a 23 yard field goal. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, I think Bama would have found a way to win that game either way. But <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of a lot of good action uh, in the Big 12 um, outside of the Texas game, which got all the eyeballs. I think over 10 million viewers. I saw there's been two games already this season with over 10 million. Wow, I can't talk. Over 10 million viewers, uh, and that only happened twice all of last year. So college football, um, as much as people want to say is dying, uh, people are still still watching it. So um, that is good. Uh, but, yeah, a lot of other good action in the Big 12. Uh, I want to start and give a quick shout-out to the Kansas Jayhawks. 55-42 overtime win. Funky score there uh, over West Virginia. On the road, 13.5-point dogs. Kansas starts out 2-0 for the first time since 2011. Uh, Leopold, who we've talked about a decent amount on this podcast, damn good football coach. And Kansas has found themselves a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, they have the highest scoring offense in the country right now. Kansas That's does. insane. Which I, I we're not talking basketball either. This isn't Frank Mason and uh, Joel Embiid type, type stuff. But they're like – I'm not going to say they're like good. Leopold's incredible coach. Um, he had an interesting comment. They asked him if he was interested interested in the Nebraska job, and he's basically like, "I'm focused on Houston," and this season at Kansas. So he didn't say no. He just said, "I'm focused on Houston Saturday." But and he has legit Nebraska ties too. I guess he coached there, and he coached. So if you are a true college football fan, you remember the D three national championship being on ESPN once a year. Wisconsin Whitewater. Yep. Who, who won like five in a row? He was the coach. Lance yeah, he won like seven or nine national titles or something. Yeah, crazy. he. I mean, he is the real. He wins at every level he's been at. He's he's found like he turned Buffalo into a respectable program for the time being, and he's the real deal. I don't know if Kansas will be able to retain him, especially if someone like Nebraska is trying to get after him. But what he's doing right now and what that team's doing, they're they're not a pushover anymore. At no. the current moment, anyways. I I mean, they could. They could be uh, flirting with bowl eligibility come uh if if they make November. if if they make a bowl game, he should win national coach of the year. Yeah, I'm think Kansas Houston might be a decent game this weekend. Houston, and we'll get to them here in a little bit. That they've looked lackluster to me. Yeah. Um they yeah, I don't we we can save it for that, but watching their game Saturday, I was like, what the fuck? Like yeah. Um, Neil Brown, beginning of the end. This is um, you. You just can't lose to Kansas. Um, yeah, I know we're. I know we're just praising Kansas, but you can't do that. They, he cannot figure it out. Last last couple of years, like, and he's an offensive background. But he had their good defense. Have been horrible. Yeah, exactly. Their defense has been good, and now their def or their offense is putting up points. JT Daniels is putting up huge numbers, and uh, their defense stinks. Talking to a couple of West Virginia people, the the name that's been common is Rich Rodriguez, um, who, of course, if you're old enough, you remember he was the head coach at West Virginia before Michigan. Um, so I talking to the same West Virginia people, interesting story about Rich Rod. He was actually going to take the Alabama head coaching job instead of Nick Saban. They offered it to him. 
Yep. But he, but he went back to West Virginia and was like, hey, they offered me this. West Virginia said, we'll get you what you want. Basically, he they they called us bluff and he came back. So the next offseason, though, I guess he did the same thing. He's like, hey, Michigan offered me this. And they're like, okay, we'll call your bluff again. We'll get we'll get you these things, but not really. And he actually fucking left for Michigan. But he's at Jacksonville State right now. And like, I think they win. I don't know what their record is. FCS yeah, he's, wise. He's he's uh not one in a while, but uh, he's been on the news for some bad stuff. I think he's been being a bit of a uh, he's been seahorse. That would be a wild move for West Virginia to hire Richard. Yeah, but I, 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 somebody was making a joke about Jimbo Fisher. Um, I guess he went there or something. But I'm like, that's not even like that's just their pipe. You know what I mean? Like, there's the right. crazy people. Right. I mean, Jimbo Fisher is as much as AM might want him gone. That's a, a couple years down from now. That's not happening. They're no, not they, paying him a hundred bucks. Yeah, it's fully guaranteed, which is the dumbest. <laughs> it's a typical Aggie move right there to just fingers like. They are so trapped in that contract. They know, but Neil Brown definitely dead in the water. I don't know where West Virginia is going to go from there. I'm surprised they didn't fire him. Honestly, on Sunday morning or something. Yeah. What more yeah, do they, they need uh, to see from him? I think they're a clear like number twelve or sorry number ten in the Big Twelve right now, right? Like, I mean, if you lose to Kansas, yeah, at home. <laughs> yeah, I mean, West Virginia is zero and two. Yeah, lost a, a a game they probably should have won in Pittsburgh, and then a loss to Kansas in in I mean uh, American. The Big Twelve is pretty deep this year. Like yeah. if if that's your worst team and they're going to over or they're going down to the final, what they're down to the one yard line to try to win a game against Pitt, who's a top twenty team. Like Big Twelve is uh, there's no there's no gimmies in the Big Twelve this year. With, with yeah, and that's another reason I think the league will like cannibalize itself. I think it's gonna be tough to be have anybody be a playoff team. I you'd probably have to run the table and go straight up undefeated. I think. Yeah. Um, you'd have we, eleven and one zero, maybe could, but yeah, and we'll I'm sure we'll talk about them later too. But like if USC continues to be who they are, which is they're scoring a million and the defense is just good enough to win games, like. Yeah, I mean it's the. The Lincoln Riley, and we'll talk more about that, that. But yeah, it's the same formula for him. Like, yeah, nothing's changed for him. He's got the weapons out there. So, yeah, keep it no. in the Big Twelve. Did you stay up and watch all of BYU Baylor? Uh, no, I I have to admit I fell asleep in like late second quarter. <laughs> Clint, did you watch any of it? Being on East Coast time, I can't. Sorry, I don't I know how these people. Up, uh, I don't USC. know how these people do it. Which game? Did you catch any of BYU Baylor? I fell asleep at halftime. I I got I did, about five minutes in the third quarter. I caught the very end of it. I was on Arizona time. Those are two I, good physical football teams. Yeah, I had a, so I saw Shapen threw the ball three times in the second half, and I go back and look at his stat line. He was eighteen for twenty eight, one hundred thirty seven yards and a touchdown. Dave Aranda had a pretty good quote. So they rushed the ball fifty two times Saturday. Dave Aranda said there was some uncertainty and some timidness in the throw game, in the throwing, receiving, and the blocking part of it. Said the issues were being addressed, but there was a feeling of we ain't getting it. That is that cause for concern that maybe they kind of jumped the gun with Shapin and yeah. Well, Aranda was trying to be the good guy, let Bohannon know in the spring that Shapin won the job, which which seems, is bold. Yeah. We talked like, about it when it happened. You it's have, like, does he really want to insane? Do it? Like, that should be a legitimate quarterback competition. Like, why would you give away that job to a guy that started what one game? Like, sure, it was a good game in a Big 12 championship, but like, you're just gonna give him the job in the spring. Like, what, what do you, I think he was trying to be too nice. Like, he wanted to help Bohannon out, but I, I mean, their offense just didn't sound like it did a whole lot, though. I'm looking at right no, now. They, they, no, they, they couldn't run the ball at all. They averaged less than three yards per rush, and they averaged less than five yards per pass. That's not good. Yeah. No, they, they haven't found a replacement running back. Like, they're trying the committee approach. Williams, 17 carries, 68 yards. Jones, 16 carries, 67 yards. So, yeah, I mean, not getting much done on the ground. But as successful or as unsuccessful as they were in their ground attack, yeah, uh, BYU Baylor defense line and linebacker shut down BYU run game too. Yeah, did it? Yeah, the difference in the, like the difference in these two teams was the quarterback, right? I mean, Jaron Hall is really, really good. Shapin yeah. is 
I'm not saying he's not going to be good. I'm not saying he's bad, but he's not there yet, clearly. Well, I mean, he was God against Oklahoma State in the first half of the Big 12 title game last year. I think he was 15 to 16. 16 to yeah, 16. they were preparing for a quarterback they hadn't seen. I will say that, too. I, I do defend OSU on that. It's like they if there was film on Shaven, there wasn't a hell of a lot that wasn't vanilla. Right. And he just came out there and gashed them, which yeah. as a fan, you might sit and think, well, who's it matter that they're playing quarterback? They run a lot of different stuff with Bohannon versus Chapin. Yeah. Any quarterback for that matter. Like OSU would run a totally different offense with Spencer versus Gunnar Gundy. Same with OU and uh, John David, or who is it? Is it John David? Uh, Davis General Bevel Buddy? is the is the second string. Davis Bevel versus G- Dylan Gabriel. So, I, I mean, Baylor's still really good. Yeah. Like uh, BYU's I, really good. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be like shocked if Baylor just ran the table and won out, but. I guess I got to go to Norman, so that's probably unlikely. But you know what I mean? Like, they, they're just as in control. They, they're, the 12. They, I think they present a, a tough matchup for OU. Like, their defensive line would eat – if I mean, if o, OU's offensive line play is not improved big time between now and whenever they play in October, I think, um, or I think early November, uh, then OU's in trouble because uh, – you want to yeah. just go ahead and talk about the Sooners then that game real quick? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's talk about the Sooners. Yeah, uh, the concern was the offensive line, and they were horrific in the first half. Um, yeah, I don't know if you, I doubt you watched the game. Well, was it six, It was seven to three at half, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And OU scored, you know, with a minute or so left yeah. um, at the end of the half, or maybe less than a minute. Um, second half, they got it going. They created a created some lanes on the ground. Marcus Major kind of brought some some juice. Uh, off the bench at running back. Um, he has to be the he has to be the the what I did watch the game and then looking at the stats, he should be the bell cow, not Eric. Yeah, he's he is Eric Gray is a good change of pace back, but he's yeah, not and like a, I'd ra- I'd rather throw the ball to Eric Gray on, on third down or something, but Marcus Major should be getting 20 touches a game damn near. Yeah, yeah. He's uh he's the real deal and he only got like six, I think, touches. He yes, just runs five, so much. five carries, thirty-eight yards. And a different running, different running style than Eric. Yeah, too. like he, he's, he's decisive. So he hits the hole quick. Yeah, exactly. Um, that move too, that juke. Ooh, that was nice. How how did Gabriel look though? I mean, he, I thought he looked Kent, good. It's yeah. Kent State, so like, what can you actually say? They, what uh, was happening was they were running it. So they, their script out of the out of the gate in the first half was run, run, pass, and they were not establishing the run at all. So we left ourselves a lot of third and longs. Gabriel actually, I didn't think looked bad in the first half. We just didn't get a lot of possessions. Uh, but he was 21 for 28, 296 yards, three touchdowns. Mims had an enormous game. Yeah. Um, seven catches, 163 yards, two touchdowns. The chemistry is pretty apparent between uh, Gabriel and Mims. Um, he's uh, been the clear number one in both both games. Defense, though, once again, um, really, really um, – Good game. Hey, uh, Venables can they coach. They kind of bend but don't break. Kent State offense is actually pretty good. <laughs> kind of had some some nice drives, but um, never could could piece it together. OU had fourteen tackles for loss, like three or four sacks too. So, uh, really impressive performance. Grimes with another big game. The young guys, Danny Stutzman and Billy Bowman, I think are the two clear emerging yeah. stars on this defense. Twelve tackles for Stutzman, four tackles for loss, and a sack. Bowman had 11 tackles and a forced fumble. Um, those two are, are playmakers. Stutzky or Stutzman, excuse me, is kind of like that James Stalski type piece. Am I saying yeah. his name correctly? The old Clemson linebacker. And I'm not. I know. Just, I don't want to even try to pronounce his name. But like you know, who I, you know exactly what I'm talking yes, about. Yes, right? I know exactly. Or the neck, about. like that. That's the kind of linebacker Venables really likes having, and I feel like Stutzman kind of fits that mold. He's a beast. He's a stud. Like yeah. he, he's a badass. Yeah. Uh, very smart too. Definitely Billy it? Bowman. He, Billy Bowman just looks good out there, like very aware, and makes plays. Oh, did you see? I think he has like twenty tackles this year and had like twenty four all of last season. Billy Bowman. Yeah. It's just how not even utilized or. I, don't I mean, know we've we've is, but... we've talked about it like last year, like rep. Like rep wise, just didn't make much sense. You know what I mean? Like, like you were wondering, like why some, like Nick Benito, like why is he not out on the field more, stuff like that. But like it yeah. feels like Brent's playing the best guys. Like there's no, 
there's no mystery as to why somebody's not getting snaps. Like they're not getting snaps because they're not better than the guy in front of them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then another thing on Gabriel, it was ever right after that uh, late first half Mims touchdown, he just looked awesome the rest of the second half. It was like that just sparked it. But yeah, it was just a rough first start with the run run game wasn't working and but yeah once he started getting good yeah was... the defense really kind of started you know got the i think the crowd into the second half the two turnovers the safety um the, it's it's different in norman uh kind of rallying around the defense so yeah. far they're the uh the strength of the team i don't think there's any doubt sure. about that yeah what are your what are your thoughts on the lights um i saw y'all did the strobe light i think they're cool like I, I think they need to figure out how to use them properly. I guess yeah. Al Eshback had a legendary take um, about the didn't have a stroke. He said the lights are the reason they came back and won the game, or like started dominating. Well, I, I know the players tweeted about it a ton, and then it just seemed like they were talking all about the atmosphere, and it just seems like it was a good. Hey, uh, I mean, I just think my only issue with it was they're using them too much, like. It'd be like a yeah, like only scores, no turnovers, right. and like not a tackle for loss. We don't need strobe right. lights going off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it should be just touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, I think they were like messing around with it. Like they kept changing uh-huh. up when they were doing it. Two weeks, another seven seven o'clock night game. So who's that? Yeah, like and that's gonna be a good K State. Has that already been announced? Yeah, yeah. Why hasn't Baylor OSU been announced? Well, I guess that's no, that's three weeks from now. Never mind. Because we have yeah, there were. If, who does who does K State play this week? Um, K State will probably be undefeated. I don't think they. Not not sure who they play this week, but um, yeah, that should be a a good one under the lights. Pokes Zach, uh, nice win over Arizona State. Kind of a slow start for OSU. Yeah, uh, but established the run game and yeah, impressive victory. Um, Dominic Richardson looked like he could be like a bell cow. I hate to keep using that phrase, but. Um, he could be that type of runner for this team. I do feel like they still ran Spencer a lot, which is fine. Like if he's if he's he's a gifted runner, right? Like they they were drooling over him on the broadcast because he made a really nice cutback, but um he played good. He had a really bad pick though, like one of those picks that I texted everybody and I'm like, what the hell is that? Like, who are you? Like, there's nowhere that ball, like nobody should have thrown that ball. Like the coverage was um Zone, I guess that's one thing Baylor does against him is they run a lot of zone because it confuses him, which would tell me he's not very smart at reading coverages. But but then he makes some plays and you're like, okay, this guy gets it now. You know what I mean? Like he played really, really well other than that that one bad throw. The defensive line was the story, though, in my opinion. They fucking dominated. Trace Ford. Have he looked, a nice he looked good. I and mean, he was just bullying the left and right tackles, like just straight bull rush. There was a video of, I think, on the pass rush, it was Brock Martin, Trace Ford, Colin Oliver, and maybe Sione Asi. So, like, but the video, like, the, the offensive line never stood a chance. Um, just blew right by him. They, the defense looked way better Saturday. I, I mean, they made adjustments after him. Emory Jones, I didn't. It's weird seeing him under center, I guess, and, like, doing three-step drops and – just doesn't feel like it fits him very well. Maybe maybe I'm totally way off on that. I don't watch a ton of Arizona State football, but they and they were the most undisciplined team I think I've ever seen. I'm trying to pull yeah, up how many Herm Edwards is uh, lost control of that program. I'm, I'm trying to pull up how many penalties they had, but it felt like they had a million. I don't think it'll actually end up being that much, but I was like, oh my god! And they were just like dumb late hits. They had ten penalties for 95 yards. Okay. I have to bring something up. It was an argument with my brother, and I want to hear you guys' opinion. I think it's a great question. Who, like Arizona State and Kent State, how similar are those teams? Competition. Kent, Arizona State's a lot more talented players. Arizona State would probably beat Kent State eight times out of ten. Yeah, okay. yeah. I would like, say that's fair. That's I. W- I would agree with that. I would say like, Kent, but Kent both State actually good. might be like a better coach team, but just the talent gap between the two programs yeah. is significant. Yeah. yeah. All right. Carry um, on. That was like a 15 minute argument. That's like a fair, uh, I actually saw a tweet about, um, let me think of who the, um, the guys why I pull it up, but it was worth 25 worst ranked teams in the country. Oh, here it is. Um, Tom Fernelli, bottom 25 teams in college football, 
The worst is Hawaii, two Colorado State, but Kent Kent State is 15, Central Michigan's 21, and then UTEP was 13. So he's played two of the worst teams. OSU's played one, and then Michigan has played three of the worst teams in college football. You could make an argument Nebraska's a bottom 25 team. (laughs) That you could, and I do want to talk about them later. Uh, Oh, no, we got got plenty in Nebraska to talk. Ollie Gordon, only three touches um, for nine yards, so not like the most impressive running stats ever. He had a really nice catch out of the backfield, which was a play Spencer like actually looked through progressions and then got it to the check down, which I was like, oh, my God. But Ollie Gordon is – they need to find a way to get this kid the ball more. He is the real deal on offense. And he's he, – he runs more like if you remember Joseph Randall at OSU rather than like Chuba. Um, but he but he's so big as a 19-year-old. He's 6'2", 220, like really, really good hands out of the backfield. So it'll be interesting to see how much more they keep playing him. Yeah, do you think there's a scenario where he's, he's the number one guy by the end of the season? I don't know. I mean, Dom looked – he looked really good Saturday. Um, uh, I'm looking at it right now Four, almost five yards of carry, which is indicative of the O-line too, though, right? Like if they're not blocking, it doesn't matter who the fuck's back there. I guess if you have Barry Sanders, then that matters. But um, the team still goes as Spencer goes. Uh, his, be, slow, his slow the start. Receivers look? Um, they spread it out a little bit Saturday. It was, um, let's see, Brayden Johnson had four for 81 with like three or four drops, which are – infuriating because he's open um bryson green five for 83 and a touchdown and then dominic richardson actually had 44 yards out of the backfield receiving would you say Braden johnson is the clear number one guy only yes and only because i wouldn't clear is the wrong word he plays the z which is what if you're an osu fan the z is what james washington played what justin blackman played what tylen wallace played what tay martin last year played what shout out Dylan Stoner, but Dylan Stoner got to play against Baylor a couple of years ago and went for like 270. That that is the position that Spencer, unfortunately, is like that's the that's the read. If the Z's not there, then we're in for a whole nother ball game. But and that's what Brayden plays. So yes, I think he's the number one, if you will. Does that mean he's the best receiver? No, because I don't think he is. I'd say like Brennan's probably a better receiver, or even John Paul Richardson had some great catches. I do want to see Jaden Bray come back. Um, he's been hurt. I don't, it doesn't really, nobody, I don't know anyways what he's hurt with, but I think he could be the number one receiver. He's really, really talented. Yeah. And, it's weird. OSU not having a clear number one because there's been so many. Normally so many over, and that's not necessarily, I mean, a, a, bad, a thing. bad thing, but it is nice to have that guy like, Oh, you has Marvin Mims. Like yeah. they might have a lot of depth, which depth is awesome, but it's not, it is nice though to know, Hey, we can throw the ball to this guy. And he's going to make something happen. Yeah. All right, Tech Houston, overtime, double overtime game. Uh, I think the better team won. I think Tech, you know, I think they're they're impressive. Uh, you get some questionable pl- or decisions from Donovan Smith at times. Um, we're like, what the hell is he doing? Uh, but you know, I think they had three three turnovers uh, to Houston's one, I believe, uh, and still won the game. So um, it's hard to hard to win games losing the turnover battle, but um, they did it. So I think they have a lot to clean up, but I think they're a pretty talented group and they can actually play some defense. That Houston offense is, is good. And uh, Tech's defense got some stops late when they needed to held uh, the Houston offense to field goals when they needed to, uh, and just were able to make a couple more plays. So is Clayton Toon not any good or like, what's the, I, I thought think I Toon's was good. I just, I think Toon has a little bit of a ceiling. Um, yeah, maybe a high floor, low ceiling kind of guy, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I think he's a good quarterback. I just think he, he is who he is. I don't think he's improving. I will say, I thought I was stealing when I saw Houston money line. I was like, what the fuck is yeah. Vegas thinking? Which I never think, what is Vegas thinking? Because they're always right and they always win. Yeah. Um, but who, I wonder if anybody had tech going, if they win Saturday, big game in North Carolina at NC State. If they make it out of the non-con three and zero, there's there can't be a lot of people in America that had that happen. Even tech no. fans probably tell you, "Hell no, we're not. We're going one and two. Yeah, yeah, no, they're they look good. Uh, how, how much better I think is Tyler show, shows out for a while, right? How much better is he than Donovan Smith? That's what I was about to ask. Like, is he really that much of an upgrade? 
pure passer, probably. I don't know. We haven't gotten to see that much of show over the last two years. He's been injured the whole time. Exactly. So, like, so, is, yeah. is Donovan? I don't think Donovan Smith's that bad an option. Yeah, Donovan Smith had a good, really good bowl game against Mississippi State. I um, do want to say though, if if Tech ends up making a bowl and like wins eight games somehow, I I do would like a little bit of credit for. Yeah, no, you've I, been you've been I've high. Been, I've been, been preaching high. him, which You're I kind of got, got scared off of him earlier. Just I was like, why would I be correct on anything? But we can speak to this. We were both correct. Iowa State beating Iowa Saturday, 10-7. Yeah. We both said Iowa State, we like the number. Kind of like Moneyline, I didn't have the heart to pull trig on that. Yeah, I didn't either. That was an impressive win, I guess, 10-7. to seven. <laughs> Yeah, was it? I, I, Iowa might have the worst uh, – maybe it's the pathetic. worst power five offense I've ever seen. It's embarrassing. I like, I mean, it. it's in that offensive category of some of those really bad Kansas teams, some of those really bad Rutgers teams. Like, the difference is Iowa's defense is really fucking good. So but even KU would score points. Like, when they, like, I mean, yeah. they still, the, KU is still not that good. I want to point that out. But even when they were just like dog water, they would score a ton of points. What's crazy is Iowa will probably find a way to win like seven games still this year. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Like that defense is damn good. They'll probably go eight and four and play in the Outback Bowl against like Auburn and and, yeah. win, and win like 13 to six. Yeah. I'm going to um, save that number. So I know Iowa State should have won this game by by more. They they pretty much dominated, outgained uh, Iowa 313 to 150. Uh, and in case you forgot, uh, Xavier Hudson is still a freaking stud. 11 catches, 98 yards, touchdown. Um, he's the real deal. Uh, what are your thoughts on Decker as a quarterback? I kind of like him. I mean, he's not – I mean, I always felt like last year Brock Purdy kind of hit a ceiling, like maybe the year before that. And, like, Iowa State wasn't going to – like, Brock Purdy is a legend to them, I'm sure, to Iowa State fans. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, they were never – he wasn't going to get them over the hump at that point. That ship had sailed. So, I, I kind of wanted to see somebody else last year. But I, I like him. Especially with Matt Campbell's quarterback or uh, coach, excuse me. Yeah, I agree. Iowa State. I mean, I I was trying to put together like I'd like to like last year I put together there's you know we do this Big Twelve power rankings. I started doing that this week. Like I don't even know honestly how to rank the teams. Like I think OU, OSU, Baylor, and Texas are. So who's better to you? Who's better to you though? If you I guess just yeah, do your ten. Sorry. I'll okay. Yeah. Uh, I'd I'd have OU at one. I think OU has one of the two best quarterbacks in the Big Twelve. I think they're one of the two most talented teams in the Big Twelve um, across the board. They should. Have, I think you know. Are you still think, under the impression that the two best quarterbacks are in the state of Oklahoma, or from what you saw of you? Yes, like, I, I am. But um, we'll see. What, I think Quinn Ewers could be the best by the end he, of the season. He, I would agree with that. Um, so I'd have OU at one. I'd have OSU at two. Um, I, I've been really, really impressed by Spencer Sanders. I'm kind of hated on the guy for a long time. Uh, I think he's a good quarterback. I still think every now and then, like, he he'll pull a Spencer Sanders, no yeah, doubt. But those are coming well. few and far between now. Um, and I think the OSU defensive line is the top three defensive line unit in the country. Um, I think they've got some question marks on defense, but. Uh, I think they'll sure sure up the even side of the ball. I'm not too worried about that. Three, I'd go with Texas right now. Yeah, um, I agree. Over Baylor, I agree. I mean, they just took Bama down to the wire. Um, and it's a close three. I, I I would have Baylor right there with them. Um, Baylor's defense is legit. Dave Aranda is a really good coach. Uh, I I'm just a little worried about shaping. I'm not not. Not convinced on him yet. Five. Um, this is where it gets tough. I'd go K State. Mm-hmm. They um, looked really good Saturday. Their run game. Deuce Vaughn's insane. Deep we don't need really to. Good. We don't need to touch on that game a ton because it was. Non- yeah, we can just talk about it now if we want. Yeah, K State dominated Missouri. Missouri scored a touchdown with one second left after a bullshit penalty. Like, it was embarrassing actually because Missouri called a timeout with one second left to try and score one more. It was ridiculous. K State kicked their ass. Yeah, I would say. Uh, uh, it was actually impressive. They 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 dominated, and Adrian Martinez was still really bad. So I think yeah, they Deuce, forced four turnovers. Deuce is the best running back in the Big Twelve. I know yeah. Bij- I know Bijan's really good. It's Deuce. 
Yeah. It was probably Deuce, Deuce last year, too. Yeah, he's he's awesome. Uh, six, Texas Tech. Uh, we've talked about them. I think it's pretty well explained. They'd be a, a solid Houston team. I will find out more about them this weekend. Seven. This is where it gets tough. I'd probably go I, Iowa State. Um, yeah, I'd go with Iowa State. It's still, you know, Iowa, sure, that offense is bad, but a good defense, a solid win. Iowa State's kind of had issues with Iowa, so a win over Iowa, no matter what, is a big deal. Um, they've got some playmakers, and I, I think Matt Campbell is just a good enough coach that um, the talent level is always going to be uh, an uphill battle for him at Iowa State. So um, I think he'll be able to coach him up. Eight. Ooh, I'm going to go Kansas here. I was going to say, I, 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 I have the exact same list as you so far, but yeah. I'd probably put TCU at eight, KU nine. I just haven't seen it. We don't know anything about TCU. Colorado stinks. They played Tarleton State or something last week. Who um, has a really good meat judging team, actually. Ah, the two yeah. OSU's competing against for those meat judging titles? Yeah, them in Texas Tech. Tarleton's a big ag school. And then nine and ten, TCU and West Virginia. Right? West Virginia is like 50 feet of shit than West Virginia. That's embarrassing. You like I know Kansas is like, oh, they're competing. And I was just praising them. You were just praising them. You just don't lose to Kansas at home. No, you can't. Mm-hmm. Only yeah. Texas can. Legally, only Texas can do that. Yeah. All right. Quickly, let's uh, talk about a couple other games. Uh, USC offense, really good. Um, Caleb. I think we can confirm that. Caleb Williams, really Caleb, damn he's good. Him. He's him. I mean, uh, my, yeah. Heisman, my Heisman ticket. No, he's he's um, bet, he's taken that next step. I I mean he's he's which insane. I think I think he would have taken it OU anyways. But oh yeah, no. he would have. Yeah. He, he's, he uh, he's him. Last, last week he showed it off with the legs. This week twenty for twenty seven, three forty one, four touchdowns. I mean all of the transfers are lighting it up. Travis Dye fourteen carries, one hundred and five yards and a touchdown. Jordan Addison seven catches, one hundred and seventy two yards, two touchdowns. Mario Williams, also you transfer four catches, 74 yards. And we were asking if he was going to show up, like they were going to give him the ball, and they did. So Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what – I mean, this shows like nowadays, and it kind of goes against what I was saying earlier about like it takes teams longer to mesh, which I think it does. But like you can can turn things around um, quickly in a shorter time frame with the transfer. Especially if you – I think it's meshing. Yeah, well, especially if you get the quarterback, right? Yeah. Right. Like Caleb can arguably be – the best quarterback in the country. I, I'd say him and Bryce, uh, my top two. But yeah, and, I, and I, I'd put CJ Stroud in that same cat. I think those three are like the top. But I, I'd say this confidently. I'd take Caleb over or Caleb and Bryce over CJ Stroud every day of the week. I would too. They both can do things that he can't. Correct, Bryce especially. But I mean, Caleb is a gifted runner for what? How big is he? Like six, he's six one two twenty. Yeah. I mean, he's a thick kid. Bryce ain't that big. Bryce is Caleb is a big. Caleb look. I mean, he runs like a running back. Yeah, and he did, and that was my first impression of him when he came in uh, against Texas last year. That was the first time I had seen him. I was like, "Who the hell is this kid? He looked giant." Yeah, they're they're gonna they're gonna score a ton of points. That defense though is very it's suspect. It's suspect. Very suspect. Um, yeah, they do. They forced a ton of turnovers. Uh, I think four turnovers this game and. In the in the game against Rice, Fresno so Fresno will actually be a really interesting game. Jake Hayner is, yeah, a very good quarterback, so he might be able to sling it around the yard on him if he's smart with the football. But I think USC is only like a ten and a half point favorite in that game. There might be a million score in that game. What's the total? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of points. It's seventy four, so <laughs> Vegas is anticipating quite a bit. But yeah. that'll be that'll be a fun one to watch next Saturday. Uh. Good one in the in the uh, swamp. Uh, Kentucky took down Florida twenty six sixteen. Anthony Richardson's Heisman run uh, it was pretty short lived. Uh, well, he went like fifteen for no fourteen for thirty five, hundred forty three yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions, six rushes for four yards. And with this win, uh, Mark Stoops uh, with his sixty first career win becomes Kentucky's all time uh, winningest coach, passing Bear Bryant. So. Um, Kentucky is playing some football. Yeah, they're um, he's trying to outduel Coach Calipari on Twitter. Yeah, he's got to have yeah. some bragging rights. Football school, 
Tough, school. tough game for the Anthony Richardson's a beast crowd. Yeah, and that was us last week. Yeah, that's that's bad. That that hurts. We went to bat for the guy. Yeah, we were, not that we really not did. that it was hard to go to bat for him after last week, but now it's bad. I think we should double down though. I think he's still good. Mark Stoops yeah. might just confused him a little bit. Big time uh, win for Kentucky though. Yeah, another another uh, SEC matchup. Arkansas uh, takes down South Carolina. Uh, 44 to 30. Uh, Arkansas ran the ball at, at will on that South Carolina defense. There, that defense is not good. I also I didn't watch any of this game. I gotta confess, I'm gonna pull it up right now. Was Spencer Rattler that bad, or was it just no, he, Arkansas was that much better? I thought he played good. Yeah, he had like three, 357 yards, uh, one touchdown, one interception. I mean, their offense was moving it, especially in the second half, pretty much at will against the Arkansas um, defense. Um, Arkansas just dominated time of possession, outrushed South Carolina for, or, uh, 295 to 40. Um, yeah, Arkansas, I mean, South Carolina had no answer for K.J. Jefferson or Rocket Sanders. So, um, Last thing I'll say about Spencer, and then we'll move on to the next one. They got Georgia at home this week. If he just gets his ass kicked, knowing what we know, and especially you guys know about Spencer, there's a chance he just is done. You know what I mean? Like he just quits mentally. He just taps out. Yeah. Um, if Georgia goes out and does what they did to Bo next to him, I, I, I just, no, they're gonna, no, he is, he struggles with the defense that's like has a lot of moving parts that, you know, changes stuff right before the snap. Like that's what, like when he really struggles, when he'll make some very questionable throws uh yeah george's defense is gonna cause havoc he uh yeah <laughs> that body language like you said is gonna be it ain't gonna be good that qb1 clip came up the other day and as an ou fan i kind of just invo- avoided it for a long time but i watched it on twitter like that two minute video man it's bad yeah i've never i never watched the show i've seen the clip but yeah no i never i just chose i was like i'm never gonna watch yeah. the show <laughs> yeah um Another SDC win in the non-conference pit uh, took down or uh, Tennessee took down pit 34, 27 in overtime uh, pit loss Slovis uh, late in the first half. Um, so that I mean Pitt's offense just was not the same with Nick Patty. And he went, Patty was like nine for 20, 79 yards and touchdown pit really just committed to the run in the second half. Uh, and they're, they're getting to overtime against Tennessee without your quarterback, is not is not bad. Tennessee finally has a good quarterback, Hendon Hooker. Another big statistical game, 27 for 42, 325, two touchdowns. So uh, Tennessee's yeah. got a good offense, questionable defense. Um, we'll see once they get into SEC play um, yeah. how good they really are. Yeah. All the right. East, the East won't be competitive for the record, but it'll be entertaining. Who do you think is number two in the East? Because like we saw Florida against Utah, like the answer would be Florida. gotta be Kentucky. And I'd say Kentucky just by default, like they're because they're probably better than Tennessee, and they're obviously better than which Florida. is insane. Like that's insane that Kentucky is legitimately has a better football team and program right now than Tennessee, Tennessee Florida. than Florida. Yeah, yeah. Good for Kentucky. Good for Kentucky. All right. Um, the conference of the weekend, though, no doubt about it. And we we've been waiting for this. We could have we could have opened with this. We probably should have had to touch on the Big Twelve. Uh, Sun Belt, the Fun Belt, three wins over Power Five opponents, two wins over top ten teams. I mean, wild stuff. App State upsets AM and M seventeen fourteen. Notre Dame gets shocked at home by Marshall twenty six twenty one, and uh, Georgia Southern put the, the death nail in uh, in Nebraska. Which of those games? Which was the worst loss? Yeah. Nebraska, just because it like a, a man lost his job. Yeah, and Notre Dame's quarterback got hurt, and the other guy was bad, and they kind of went back and forth with quarterbacks. So, not saying that was understandable, but it's like if you've watched Notre Dame play the past couple of years, that one makes a little bit of sense, right? Yeah. A and M had a look ahead to Miami, maybe, and App State. We knew they were going to score points. That one makes a little bit of sense too. Nebraska just continually being this bad doesn't make any sense. 
So and and like their coach got fired. So that's the the worst one to me. So Georgia Southern was legitimately a triple option team last year. Yes, They've been a triple option team for years. They threw for four hundred nine yards. Like it's embarrassing. Yeah. Ba- almost basically a year to the day after Clay Helton was fired at Nebraska or at USC, he puts the the last dagger in Scott Frost. So yeah, that was uh Which do you want to mention the Scott Frost buyout stat for the, the let's yeah, let's talk about Scott Frost while while we're on Nebraska. No point of like popping around off Nebraska. We can get to the other those other games in a second. Yeah. What that's insane that they just said screw it. We're we don't care. We're not so for those that don't know. Nebraska, if they would have waited till October 1st, which is what, like another three games, four yeah, games maybe less than 20 days from now. Um, the the buyout would have dropped from 15 million to seven and a half million. There's only two reasons I could think they didn't wait because it makes zero sense to me that they didn't wait. The two reasons are either they want, you know, Scott Frost is a Nebraska guy, Nebraska quarterback, like they wanted to help him out, like get him his money. That's one thing. The only other thing I could think of is that. Some the rich alums just said, "We don't fucking care." Yeah, that's I'd take the latter. They don't. Yeah, uh, that's it's bad. I saw some rumor, some stupid Cornhusker fan on Twitter saying Urban Meyer's coming to Lincoln um, this weekend to check it out and maybe apply for the job. Well, he's uh, working the game for Big Noon Kickoff. Exactly, like he literally will be there. Yeah. Um, I guess he said something about the job last week, though. I don't think Urban has any interest in coaching anymore. If he did and he wanted to come coach Nebraska, hell, I mean, if you're if you don't have any ethics or morals, hell yeah, sign him up. Um, he'll he'll come coach and he'll win a lot of football games. Yeah. Otherwise, if I was I'd, Nebraska. And I'd be in Urban. on Leopold. Is who I would be in on. Leopold, you said. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I agree. I think he'd be a perfect fit. Nebraska doesn't need to worry about making a splashy hire. They need to hire a good football coach that gets like Nebraska. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, you know he's probably going to kick out of this is Bo Pelini. I mean, they fire yeah. the guy for one of nine and ten games every year, and they, they would kill yeah. to win eight games at this point. Seven, they'd kill to make a fucking bowl game, man. I hate to say it because I, I have always respected the Nebraska program. I like Nebraska fans. They need to reset. Like, it's time for them to completely reset their expectations. Their goal should go be to be the best team in, in the Big Ten West. They should be Nebraska should be a better team than, than Iowa. They should be better than, than Wisconsin. Um, like Nebraska should be number one in the Big Ten West. They don't need to be having national title aspirations. It's going to be hard for Nebraska to win national titles um, just with their situation being in Nebraska. Um, but uh, they should definitely be top of the uh, top of the Big Ten West uh, year in and year out. Um, any thoughts? Any other names you like uh, for that Nebraska job? Mike Gundy. Sure, I'll see that one pop up. <laughs> He'll use it for a, a pay raise. No, he doesn't need to do that anymore. He doesn't have to leverage against the AD he didn't like. He likes Chad Weidberg. Okay. Yeah, so I, I think he's done with the childish games, but Gundy's name will ultimately um, be thrown around there by Nebraska loons. Yeah, I mean, the other kind of name that's being tossed out in every list you see is is Matt Campbell. Yeah, which makes he's, sense. and he's on every list ever, though, right? What? It feels like he's on every list yeah. ever at this point. Any, that one, it won't make yeah. any, any Midwest 10, good yes, job. He's it's on. like, oh, Matt Campbell. I don't think he wants to go anywhere at the current moment, especially yeah. when he talks about how much he admires, like what Gundy did at OSU building a program. I don't like he, he said he calls Gundy like every like regularly to like call and talk to him about just like what it takes to make a winning program. So I don't think he has like any immediate interest in leaving. And you can make an argument he's. His name's been linked to bigger jobs that he didn't didn't jump for. Yeah, like Penn State. All right, Scott, uh, Scott Frost will be a GA at uh, not GA, an analyst at Alabama by the end of the year. By the way, for sure. Yeah, what happens? To, I don't get that. I mean, that's, I, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I don't get it. I don't get why it didn't work for him. Like, maybe he just ran a group of five team system. I, is the only thing I can think in my head is like. That system only works for group of five teams, but he couldn't beat the group of five teams in Nebraska. So I, I don't freaking I, know. The only thing I could think of is I think UCF is a pretty easy job to win at. Like 
Georgia O'Leary won 12 games there. Uh, um, uh, who was uh, Blake Bortles? Oh, Josh Heupel won. Hey, Josh Heupel's good. Though. Josh Heupel's good. Yeah, though. no, Josh Heupel is clearly a good coach. But basically, any coach that's been there in the last 15, 20 years has, won. has had success. Yeah, agreed. Like, just the talent pool is is deep there. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, it seemed. Like he was, I was convinced Scott Frost was the guy to, to turn Nebraska around. The golden child, like it, at the time, it was, it was a great haul. Like, yeah, it was Frost great, could have yeah. gone anywhere that offseason. All those open jobs, Florida. Uh, Think about I remember the difference was, of recruiting too at the two schools. Yeah, just like middle Nebraska, and then it. Yeah, recruiting was easy. You see, well, I like, mean, Nebraska used to recruit down in like the state of Texas, Colorado, Cal. Like they used to have. And the really strong recruiting at both yeah. schools. Difference. Yep. That's a good I point. saw I saw something today that uh Nebraska, I think at the last year they were in the Big 12, they had 22 players on the roster from Texas, and they're now down to seven. Yeah, that's so, bad. Yeah. That'd be my first mission as a Nebraska coach, just get back into Texas. If where would you go first, Texas or, or California? Because those Tom Osborne teams dominated california recruiting yeah they had they had a little bit of both i don't know it's a good question but they were also basically alabama at the time so once they were rolling they it's easier to recruit them. yeah it's easier to recruit halfway across the country when everybody knows who the hell you are right um all right let's uh let, let's talk about these other uh sunbelt upsets app state a&m uh well i think app state's really good i mean they're every year they're knocking the knocking chase, on the door of a big upset chase Bryce. but man Texas A&M's offense is horrible. Haynes King, he ain't it. Uh, uh, 13 for 20, 97 yards. They had A&M had four plays in App State territory the entire game. That's embarrassing. Yeah. They had the, that kick return for a touchdown, so they only had one offensive touchdown, 180 yards. Uh, App State, <laughs> time of possession, this is insane. App State, 41 minutes, 29 seconds. A&M, 18 minutes, 17 seconds. Keep in mind, and it's been said a lot this week, this is the same App State team who last week gave up 63 to North Carolina in not a basketball game, in a football game. (laughs) Yeah. It's embarrassing for A&M. Oh, the best part of the weekend, though, was the the yell, the midnight yell video that came out um, of, like, the yell leader down there like talking about he's like Ooh, uh, where the, yeah. he's like Appalachia is not a state just like the dumbest insults you can like legit fifth grade insults and then AM and, was trying to scrape it from yeah the they tried to delete it from the internet those people are odd that's a terrible loss though that if I had to rank them I'd say Nebraska just because Scott like they, they lost their coach of their dreams um Nebraska one AM two Notre Dame three yeah I, I would agree with that App State really quickly has a running back though, and Cameron Peoples, nineteen carries, one hundred twelve yards, and he had a forty-eight yarder to seal that game. So he can he can yeah. tote that thing. Yeah, it's a joke that AM still ranked by the way in the AP poll. Yeah, that is kind of bullshit. Like that doesn't make any sense. Are they going to make a quarterback change Saturday? Have they said that they should? Bring, they've got that freshman kid that they should give a shot. Who was a four or five star, right? Yeah, uh, Wingman. Wing, he was maybe five star. He's so they've got the number one recruiting class in the country and tried out Haynes King. That's yeah, not good. Got to have a quarterback. Got to have a quarterback. All right. Uh, one last thing before we make our picks for week three games. Um, SEC instructed Georgia and Tennessee today to drop their series uh, with OU. Um, OU and Georgia series was supposed to start next year with a return and Norman with a return trip to Athens in 2031. And the Tennessee series, I think, was going to start in 2024. It makes sense. I mean, they weren't going to finish the series. So why would these SEC schools? travel to Norman for a game, and then knock the, the return trip. So OU immediately replaced the Georgia series uh, with SMU. They got SMU at home in 2023, so next year, and then at SMU in 2027, which is huge for SMU to get the get OU at home. So, uh, But it makes sense as a replacement game playing OU's number one recruiting ground. So, um, yeah, as a guy that has – Always root for OU and SMU. I'm, I'm pretty fired up with that. I was about to say, this is the Parker Biggs Bowl. Yeah. Yep. Happy for I, you. Might need to make shirts. And I will. Know, I mean, obviously, I'll cheer for OU, but um, that being one, said, 
can OU fans survive two weekends in Dallas out of the year? Um, maybe, maybe three, if they're still in the big 12 and they play this. Yeah. Yeah. That's That's a lot lot on, that's a lot on you kids, man. I know how it is down there. Yeah. Well, it is dangerous. That's dangerous. OU survived six straight years of two times in Dallas. True. Good. Great point. No, not six. Cause the first three of those big 12 titles were when there wasn't a big 12 championship. Yeah. yeah. Well, you get my point. Nope, Sorry. I don't. <laughs> All right, let's get into our week three picks. Definitely the weakest slate of games um, of the, the young season, but it's been some of the games that you weren't looking for that ended up being a good game. So I'm sure there will be some electricity this weekend. But let's, uh, let's start with the OU Nebraska game. Obviously, totally different vibe than uh, – we would have expected, you know, a week ago, Nebraska will be playing for an interim coach. Uh, Who Joseph. is it? Do we know what is what was his title? He's the receivers coach. He just he just come from LSU. He played at Nebraska, I think. Um, okay, so they're we, gonna they're gonna cover the spread. Yeah, now I'm I'm terrified about this game as an OU fan. From a betting perspective, I'm not touching it. But if I were, I'd probably lead Nebraska. I'm not going to bet against OU, but that, they're going to play with pride. They're going to play with pride Saturday. Yeah, no, right? this is the definition of a trap game. In Nebraska, even as bad as they've been the last few years, they don't get blown out. No, like they fight. I, when was I don't think Nebraska's lost a game by more than eleven points in the last two years. So I don't know why that would change. If anything, I'm more nervous. They're going to be ready to roll. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, OU wins, but I think Nebraska covers. Yeah, it's going to be a sweat. It's going to be a sweat. But. I could see this being like a 10-point win for you. I hope I'm would... wrong, but um, I think it's what. Miami at AM, which I think probably would have been college game day, but it's almost like ESPN trolled AM after they lost to App State and just <laughs> gave it to App State. App State Troy. That is like, is there not one better game than that? There are. I, they like Texas Tech NC State's a better game than that. Penn State at Auburn. Like there's BYU and Oregon. I guess maybe not BYU Oregon, but yeah. There's several games that, that could have that would have had much more intriguing storylines. I mean, OU Nebraska would be like more people would watch game day there than they would App State Troy. But I'm gonna say something. I'm gonna pick A and M. Okay, win and to maybe cover here five and a half. The cover. Yeah, you're not. You don't buy Miami, do you? No, not until I, like I actually see them play like somebody with a pulse. <sighs> No A&M's defense is definitely talented enough to win this game. I, I don't doubt that at all. But if Haynes King trots out at quarterback, well, Aggie Nation's gonna. I should have a hard. I I don't know. Like I think they're limited to like twenty one points. Like I I just don't think they can move the ball. That's fine. We're gonna win twenty one fourteen. Yeah, I don't. I I'm probably gonna. If anything, Miami plus five and a half. I just they also have Max Johnson, LSU kid. Yeah, who is I'm? They should put him. In. How Max is he not better than Haynes King? It's actually more concerning that I just picked AM if Max Johnson isn't better than Haynes King. Yeah, I mean, I I might. If anything, I'm gonna I'd hop on Miami, but yeah, I I, I don't like. Well, I won't teams. touch it. Yeah, I won't touch it. But yeah. if I did, I definitely won't be touching this game. Georgia, twenty four and a half. In South Carolina. Yeah, no no chance of touching that. But, yeah, like I said earlier, that Georgia defense is going to bamboozle Spencer Rattler. Yeah. Um, BYU-Oregon, I'm on this one. I'm on, uh, I'm on BYU plus three and a half. I feel like I kind of got to keep riding BYU until they let me down. I'm well, with you. I'll go, I'll go BYU. Like, do you – I don't – I just don't think your one's going to be it for Dan Lanning. I'm not – Doubting Dan Lanning yet, I think he's going to be a good coach. But with Bo Nix at the helm, man, they're just he stinks. Yeah, he's not great. That no, that's the other thing. It's like how bad is their quarterback situation? The Bo Nix is the guy. Yeah. And the other thing about this is like Oregon's one strength, I would say, is their physicality on both lines of scrimmage. And BYU, we saw it against Baylor. That's a physical football team. I'm not worried about them getting out physical by Oregon. Yeah, I agree. I like that play, though. I, I might have to jump on that. Another one I'm on. Uh, I'm already on Auburn plus three against Penn State at home. 
I like that too. Sean Clifford Jordan is Harris not argue. You can make an argument. Jordan Harris, the toughest place in the country to play. Like, I agree. It is an electric atmosphere. It's going to be pop in with Penn state in time town. I think I saw it. It's the first time in years of Penn state's played on the road or at a played SEC. like a power five school on the road. Yeah. Something, something weird. Uh, so this is a rare SEC Big Ten non-conference game. Yeah, I think the Auburn crowd will be electric. Uh, I'm not. I still think Sean Clifford kind of stinks. He's um, bad. I don't think he's good at all. So uh, Auburn being a home dog against a team that I don't think is even that great. Um, I'm gonna hop on Auburn every time. You know, so I'll go with Auburn here. Agree. Uh, Tech NC State. You got any action on that yet? No, I'm going to really have to think. I faded NC State week one against Old Dominion on the road. Uh, or ECU, excuse me. Old Dominion was Virginia Tech. Um, and I, I did that mainly because the environment, and, like, that's just a really tough game to roll out of bed for. I feel like NC State, though, could do some things that really confused Donovan Smith. Um, yeah. I, I – and – Leary's a better quarterback than what they saw last week in Clayton Tune. So I, I, I don't know if I if I could get it down to nine and a half, maybe I'd take NC State ten. I, I probably won't touch it. I think NC State wins the game. I don't know if they they cover the ten though. I'm I'm on Texas Tech plus ten. Yeah. See I if I yeah. I, I I just think I'm not a buyer in NC State. It's more of a. I mean, I think Tech's solid. I'm just I'm not buying NC State. I do agree with that though. I, I like I'm not bought in on NC State yet either. This next game, I have no idea what to think about. Michigan State traveling to Washington. I think it's a night game. Uh, Spartans, 11th ranked team in the country, and they're a three-point dog in the road. I don't know what to think about Washington at all. Uh, I want to see more of Washington, so I'm going to lay off of this game. Uh, I know uh, Penix, Penix uh, who transferred from Indiana, uh, has definitely got that offense clicking uh, compared to what they looked like the last few years. Um, he kind of disappeared after that that big 2020 season. Uh, last year, he got injured. Um, Towards ACL. Yeah, and so he's a really good quarterback. So Washington. Um, I might yeah. actually bet this. I might just bet Washington minus the three. I don't like. I don't like the idea of a team because Michigan State hasn't looked like phenomenal by any means um, so far this year. I don't like the idea of a team having to go out west like that in like the third week of the season or something. It's different when it's opening day. Um, but like coming off of a normal season week and like your all your schedule is the same, but yet you, they're gonna go out there and they're gonna lose three hours, yeah. right? Um, I hate to make the body clock excuse, but and it's I know legitimate. nothing. I know very little about Washington. Bookie's not there anymore, is he? No, no. Buck, it's my favorite player. <laughs> no, Bookie's not bringing the, not bringing the hammer anymore at the college level. I think he's probably. I know he the the Bengals would sign him. But I doubt. He's, I know he's, he's not on the active roster. He's bad. So he's either on practice squad or not. Not employed. Yeah. Um, another game. I'm on. I'm on UTSA plus twelve and a half. Yeah. Um, I. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I. I don't think Hudson Card's very good, and I think. I think there's there's zero chance Texas is not going to have some sort of letdown. Like you know what I mean? There's. Yeah, you can't play that emotional of a game and come out and not struggle a little bit. I agree. And UTSA is a damn good, damn good team. Jeff Trailers, arguably the best head coach in the state of Texas. So yeah, very, very possible. I like UTSA plus the twelve and a half. So any other action you like or you're on yet that is not not here? Um, I might take the OSU Arkansas Pine Bluff over because Arkansas Pine Bluff scored like seventy five against an NAI, NAI school, <laughs> um, and they could just like. OSU could do that thing they did against Central Michigan where they just don't play at all really in the fourth quarter. Um, I got to be honest, I haven't scoured the war well enough. Um, the only other only other action I have so far, uh, I'm on the ponies. I'm SMU money line plus one twenty five on the road at Maryland. I think SMU is a better team. I like, um, I kind I ooh, I don't know what the total is in that, but I kind of like the sound of that total. It's gonna be a high. It's gonna be a big number. I bet. The, the right now, um, but yeah, no, I think SMU's got the better quarterback, the much better. Uh, I think they're better at skill positions. Um, yeah, I just I like SMU on the road here. So big stretch for the ponies, by the way. They got uh, Maryland on the road this week, and then 
next week, TCU and Sonny Dykes are coming to town. So if SMU can get through this week, the iron skillet game next week is going to be electric. Okay. I'm looking at one I like right now that I forgot about. I'm, I'm, I love Kansas state unders. I had it last week. I love them. I adore them, but against T or against Tulane this week, it's 47 and a half points. That's preposterously low. Like I have to take the over in that. Yeah. The Tulane Willie Fritz offense is solid. So, and have you seen the uniform matchup for this game? Is K state wearing white helmets and TC is wearing white helmets. Or two lanes wearing the, excuse me. You know, like the, the goofy wave logo, though, which is cool. And then K-State is wearing a sick I, – I wish – Is Pratt still the this. quarterback at Tulane? I don't know. I'm not, not sure. K-State. Well, I like the over in that one. Okay, I, I can't find a picture. But the K-State, it's, it's like a cat caricature logo. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool. One side's a number. One side's like a old retro wildcat. Yeah. Um, anything else we want to talk? We talk about before we uh, run here. The. All right. Well, the one thing I will mention is uh, if you'll notice, this episode is not on YouTube. So going forward, all interview episodes will still be going on YouTube, and we hope to be doing lots of good interviews in the fall. But any episode that does not include a guest on camera, it's just going to be going uh, Apple, Spotify. So um, just be on the lookout for that. Uh, we will definitely post when it is on YouTube. Um, but yeah, uh, follow on social media at Fifth Year Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Like, rate, subscribe on all platforms. And yeah, let's have a good week three.